Greetings and salutations, and welcome to The Good Lawyer Show. I'm your host, Matt Scrivens, and as always, thank you so much for joining us. For all too many, retaining a lawyer is not a pleasant experience. Whether it be slow response times, dealing with dismissive attitudes, or being handed surprise bills at the end, the legal industry isn't exactly known for leading the charge in customer service. That was, of course, until the legal industry met today's guest, Good Lawyer's very own Director of Client Experience, Taylor Smith. The commitment to customer service is one of the main areas we are trying to change, and from the day he joined the company, Taylor has been leading the charge. Taylor came of age in the hospitality industry and has brought many of these sorely lacking best practices to the legal profession. His role at Good Lawyer is simple. Make sure you have a great experience. This means everything from setting you up with the right lawyer the first time, facilitating communications between you and your lawyer, and ensuring you get a quality piece of work returned to you on time and on budget. In the rare circumstances that things go wrong, we're not perfect after all, this is where Taylor truly goes above and beyond to make sure your problem gets resolved as quickly as possible and that you leave satisfied. You can think of Taylor and our other members of our legal concierge team as mini project managers making sure your legal experience is as smooth and productive as possible. While today's chat focuses on the legal industry, the principles discussed can be applied pretty much anywhere, so I hope all you lawyers, founders, and customer service representatives out there get as much out of Taylor's amazing lessons and mindset as I know I did. If you would like to book a session with Taylor or any other member of our legal concierge team, you can do so by visiting our website at goodlawyer.ca and clicking on the legal concierge link. The link is of course included in the show notes. All right, that is it for me. I hope you all enjoy today's discussion. Tay, welcome to the show. How are you doing today, my friend? Hey, Matt. Thanks for having me on. I'm doing well. Well, this is actually one I've been looking forward to. You are uh, the most direct counterpart I have at Good Lawyer at the time. I've been learning lots from you. So this is an opportunity for me to pick your brain a little bit on a Saturday morning, which is probably the only time during the week that someone like yourself gets a bit of a breather. Yeah, nice to talk to you as a, as a normal human being, you know, <laughs> as, as opposed to our usual pace of business. Yeah, usually when we're talking, we're, it's it's 30 second increments and uh, there's something on fire. So, <laughs> hey, Matt, I need this real quick. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So the, the pace of this one might be a little bit different and I'm okay with that. <laughs> oh, lovely. <laughs> right on. But maybe just to start off, can you just give us a description of what it is that you do on a day-to-day basis at Good Lawyer, as well as how this all came to be? Because you have a bit of an interesting journey. Yeah, you know, it's it's been a, a bit of a wild ride over the last, I guess, uh, we're, we're getting close to a year here. So yeah, my, my day-to-day is, uh, is, is very, the, 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 pace is, the pace is quite fast, uh, to be honest with you. But I, I guess uh, my, my primary role is, is customer experience. So I sort of see that as a, an all-encompassing uh, term from from basically booking to billing. So what what I'll typically do is uh, is you know whether or not you know my outreach is responsible for how that client found Good Lawyer or not. I'm essentially their guide. So their guide through the legal landscape. You know, with our clientele, a lot of the times they've never had to hire a lawyer before, so they don't understand the process. They don't know what they're getting into, and so my job is really to sort of put their mind at ease and and guide them and be patient with them and uh, make sure that they find the right fit and, and they get what they're looking for. 
No, that's awesome. And obviously you came into this from a very different industry and, and maybe talk a, bit, a little bit about what you were doing before and then and how some of maybe those lessons have translated into what you're doing today, even though it's in a completely different industry. Yeah. So I, I come from a hospitality background, uh, primarily. My post-secondary education is in communications and public relations, but my real, my real strength over the last 15 years is, is hospitality. Uh, I've held a number of different positions uh, within the bar and restaurant industry. Most recently, I was the regional general manager for a large hospitality group out here in Vancouver. And, and one of the, the, I guess, the challenges in the restaurant industry is, is the pace is, is very quick. And, and multitasking is, is, is the key. And I, I think those skills have translated quite nicely into Good Lawyer. We, you know, obviously we're still a startup, so our, our, our staff wear a lot of hats. And I think my background, specifically the pace of my background, uh, has translated very well uh, over to Good Lawyer. You know, I, I had never had to hire a lawyer myself before joining the team. So I, I was really approaching a Good Lawyer from you know, a client's perspective. So yeah, how do I get that help? You know, what am I looking for? So a certain amount of client education, I suppose. And I think what's really benefited me in my time here at Good Lawyer is, is, you know, I, I speak our client's language because for the most part, you know, I'm not a lawyer, I can't provide legal advice. So, so really I, I approach our conversations, you know, in, in language that resonates with them. So, you know, let's, let's discover together what you're looking for, what you need, and, and let's go through this process together. So I think that's really benefited myself because, you know, I, I, I'm on the same level as a lot of our clients, which I think they appreciate. So I, you know, I believe they find our department, you know, your, yourself, uh, James and, and, and me, I think they'd find our department very approachable and, and, you know, trustworthy and, and they really realize that we are working for them. So that's really benefited us. Yeah, absolutely. I, I couldn't agree more. First things though, your pace is incredible. And I will say that as someone who is fairly efficient myself, but I, I cannot keep up to you. And so that's interesting that uh, maybe a bit of that comes from the chaos that I know exists in the you know restaurant and bar and hospitality industry. So any tips you have, I'm always all ears because I know you can rip through a lot of things very efficiently and it's pretty cool to watch. Uh, but I, I agree with you too on the approachability and trust building aspect of the job in the sense where traditionally and to this day, lawyers, even for other lawyers, I, I am a lawyer by trade and even approaching other lawyers that are not in your specialty can be a bit of an intimidating prospect. And there's a huge information disparity between a lot of our clients and the lawyers who obviously are trained in this area. And it can be a bit of a, a, a daunting and intimidating, scary experience being that there's so many horror stories about those, you know, thousands of dollars, surprise bills at the end, not getting things done the way that they want. I mean, I, I'm sure I hear this all the time. I'm sure you do too, but people are genuinely shocked when we pick up the phone and, you know, and just being able to add that, that level of, of service obviously you're finding a lot of success there yeah it's been uh, it, it's been great you know i one of the first things i learned <clears throat> when i when i joined the team was that and and again i i've sort of approached everything from my my layperson's uh, mentality you know not knowing too much about the world of law how legal interactions are you know uh, typically handled from both a client perspective and and you know a staff perspective and and one of the things that i learned very quickly was that customer service seems to be 
absent from the legal industry in, in, in Canada. And, and to me, I, I found that surprising because as you mentioned, you know, clients are paying thousands of dollars in legal. And, and in my mind, you know, a, a certain amount of client education and, and patience, uh, adaptability, I think those things, you know, are, are well worth the price of admission when you're engaging a lawyer. So to discover myself that the, those aspects were, were for the most part missing was, was surprising to me. And, and so I sort of made that my, my early mission, which has evolved since then. But, um, but I really wanted to sort of change that and bring in a level of customer service to my interactions and, and our department that I, that I felt was, was relevant. You know, we're, we're dealing with people that, that have a dream. And they don't know how to achieve that dream. They don't know what the steps are. So patience and 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 that level of 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 client education, I think that's super important because you know a lot of the clients I talk to are just like me. And I think my approach really resonates with with these clients and and they 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 appreciate that because A, maybe they've never had to hire a lawyer before, or B, like you mentioned, they've they've had a poor experience. So I, I think you know, I think there's a lot of room for improvement in the legal industry. And I, I now that we're nearly a year on, I, I think, dare I say, we're spearheading that, which I think is pretty cool. Absolutely. You know, I, I think that what we're doing at this point is it, it has not been done, at least in Canada to this point. And it's very cool and rewarding, again, being on the phones as much as both of us are, to hear people actually have that level of, uh, you know, almost gratitude, which generally isn't associated with lawyers. Like, don't get me wrong. A lot of lawyers do a great job, and I'm sure have a lot of grateful clients out there. But the consistency which we get that is um, obviously it's humbling, but very encouraging because it's exciting knowing that you're actually solving or help solving uh, people's problems that are that are real and have been a thorn in their side and, and even scary. So I, I fully agree with your remarks there. But maybe just talk a little bit about coming from, like you said, a completely different industry into a legal one. And the legal industry and a legal profession is a very particular one. So how was the learning curve for you jumping on board to this? And and how are you navigating, as you mentioned, uh, your, your backgrounds in communications? Was that something easy to, to start figuring out how to engage with these clients and with the lawyers and figure things out? Or was that a fairly steep learning curve for you? The learning curve has been uh, incredibly steep, greater than a 45 degree angle, I would say. And, <laughs> and you know, I, I'm still on that learning curve. I, I'm not a lawyer. I, I have no desire to be one. But I've, I certainly appreciate what lawyers do and the amount of knowledge that they have to have and, you know, the critical thinking that's required, um, you know, because every situation is different. And that's one of the first things I've learned. So really what, you know, my biggest takeaway over, over the last year has been, it has been listening primarily because, you know, every client situation is different. There's different solutions available for so many different situations. And, you know, I can't even begin to, to know all the answers. You know, I, I obviously can't provide legal advice. I make that very clear to our clients, but I think they really appreciate the way that I approach this. You know, let's learn together. What, what do you need and how can we get you there? And, and what's going to be the most economical solution for you? So I think that really resonates with our clients and, 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 you know, relating back to my background, I think a a sense of urgency is probably my, I guess my North star, you could say in hospitality specifically, you know, you come in and you sit at a table, you expect that first drink to land on your table very quickly. You expect when you place a food order that that food order is, it's going to be accurate and the food is going to arrive at the table in, you know, a, a prompt amount of time. 
And that's always been my goal in my hospitality background is, is to provide that efficient and, and fast service because that's what people expect. And when you talk about customer service in the hospitality industry, that's, you know, that's a pillar that you know, everyone in their right mind, they just have to preach because that's the industry. That's what brings people back. But when it, when it comes to legal, I think there's a lot of the same principles that still apply. You know, oftentimes people don't know they need a lawyer until all of a sudden they're up against a deadline. So a sense of urgency, working them towards that resolution is very important. So that, that principle, in, in my mind, it, it really ap- applies because people, they need, they need that information. They need that contract or that document. They need it in a timely manner. And, you know, when staff are operating with a sense of urgency, I think it, 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 it makes, it, it gives the client a certain level of comfort knowing that, you know, okay, this is proceeding, you know, the communication lines are open. I know that I'm being taken care of and that people are actually working for me. And I feel comfortable spending my money here because I know what I'm getting. And, and what I've learned very quickly in the legal industry is, you know, one of, I guess one of the comments that I get quite frequently is, you know, I I've been shopping around for a lawyer and, you know, I I've, I've had a bunch of calls but no one's getting back to me. And I always thought that that was, you know, okay, well, you know, the lawyer's probably busy. Most lawyers are busy, but there's no excuse for not getting back to somebody, especially when they're spending their incredibly hard-earned money on, you know, this certain contract that's going to take their business to the next level or facilitate their growth towards their, you know, the next stepping stone. So I think in, in, in that way, I think the legal industry needs to be treated exactly how the hospitality industry is, is treated, right? There's, there's certainly different levels of customer service, whether that's, you know, okay, fair, fairly quick service. I've got my drink, I've got my food, I've got my bill, and I'm out the door. If you want to elevate that, it's, you know, you have a great experience and you, you know, you have a rapport with your server or your bartender and, and you know, you have fun and you're enjoying the atmosphere of the room, uh, you know, and that's, that's another level. And then in my mind, the, the sort of the, the, the pinnacle is really just, you know, incredibly responsive. All of those things that I previously mentioned are, are baked in there, but also, you know, the clients having fun. And I don't, I don't know that uh, you can necessarily call the legal industry fun, <laughs> I guess. Um, there's, there's that intimidation factor. There's that apprehension surrounding the final bill and things like that. And what I really love about Good Lawyer and, and what we've built to date is that, you know, we, we, we strip that away. And, you know, obtaining legal services can, hopefully it can be fun, uh, but at the very least, it can be efficient and it can be friendly and personable. And it can leave a client, you know, with a good taste in their mouth, knowing that they've received quality service, a quality product, and, you know, they, they know where to turn the next time. You know, and I, I couldn't agree more with about 10 of the things you just said there, and there was a lot to unpack, but I, I agree that, you know, right now the bar Uh, in the legal profession, unfortunately, is pretty low in the sense that if you, like you just said, take the chance to take the time to actually listen, understand their problem, empathize, you know, let them feel heard, and then, you know, actually put in that effort to put them in touch with the people who can help them out. We have that upfront pricing, you know, all these little things start adding up to where people leave. And, in the risk of being a touch crass and they don't feel screwed, 
you know, and, and not only that, but, uh, and again, and I know you hear from a lot of our clients as well, but they return saying, thank you. Thank you for the help. And even though we're not the lawyers at the end of the day and, and all credit needs to go to them, no question about it, just, but having that part, just that, Hey, I don't even know what I'm looking for. And having someone who cares, who can jump in and, you know, help them along that journey in a truly empathetic and caring way, I think is something that's sorely lacking from most, uh, I would call them somewhat transactional experiences that occur in the legal industry today. But also what jumping on something you said, and I love this, and I'm actually going to, I wrote it down and I'm going to keep it. I'm going to steal it from you. But that first drink comment that you mentioned and that, cause that's exactly right. When I, uh, back when COVID wasn't a thing and I went to a restaurant, if I didn't get a drink within a first, the first couple minutes, you know, you're kind of wondering, okay, like, do, do they know I'm here? Is someone coming? That type of thing. And just having that first drink down gives you the assurances. Okay. Things are happening. And, uh, what I've noticed and something that I've learned in my short time in this position is that when I get off the phone now with someone, I'm almost nine out of 10 times, I'm sending them an email immediately after just saying, hey, how's it going? Even if there's things I need to figure out and source, if I'm not sure where to send them yet, just saying, yeah, great chatting with you. Here's what we discussed and I'm on it. And just having that, I've noticed that that seems to give a lot of uh, assurance to our clients that, hey, things are happening. We got this. And it's amazing how patient people can be once they do feel heard and know that we, we are taking them seriously. Yeah. And I, again, I, I think maybe you've just coined that, Matt, the first drink mentality. First impressions are everything. And when somebody feels uh, heard and, and they feel like somebody's working for them and, and that they are a priority, in my mind, you know, that is the first drink. Okay. Well, you know, this service maybe makes sense for me. I actually feel cared about, you know, for so many people, I think previous interactions with law firms or lawyers have been a bit impersonal. Uh, so I think that's one thing that we do do really well. And, and I, I believe that there's a lot of industries out there that can uh, take cues from, from hospitality because that, you know, that's how you survive in that industry. And, and, you know, the sky's the limit for, for, for customer service in the legal industry. And it brings people back and it makes people feel comfortable and confident. And, and that's very important. I'll, I'll tell you a quick story actually about part of my time at Good Lawyer here. I've had a hand in growing and, and building our lawyer network uh, over the last few months. And with that, I've talked to not only a lot of lawyers, but a lot of receptionists as well. Oftentimes, they're that first point of contact. And I, I have to be honest, I, you know, I, I really have not been treated like a human being even once. I feel like when, you know, when I call a law office, and you know, I'm not going to Obviously, we're not going to call anybody out on the show. <laughs> but when I call a law office, I feel like I've just taken a number at the doctor's office. Or, you know, I am all of a sudden, you know, my phone call is a burden to that office because now I've inconvenienced a receptionist because now they have to not only relay my message, but, you know, they have to, you know, file me away somewhere. And so, yeah, to me, it's just, my experience on that side has just been very cold and impersonable. And every time I have to make one of those calls, it just sort of reminds me what we're doing and, and how we're doing it better. And I think people appreciate that. And I think it goes a long way. Uh, I, I couldn't agree more. And as a lawyer myself, I've, as most people I'm sure are aware, you're not a specialist in every area. So when something's outside of your wheelhouse, you will need to get help in that area. And I recently, well, about six months ago, had to get a lawyer to help me out with some things. And I couldn't get him on the phone. 
you know, and, and kind of to your point, I was, and this wasn't cheap. This wasn't a, like a, a $200 file. This was, you know, a couple thousand dollars. And like you said, it's, it, for me, I'm like, Hey, I'm spending a lot of money with you for, you know, what doesn't seem like, it's not like the legal benefits that you receive don't always feel as tangible as like getting a new backpack or skis or whatever your thing is in the mail that, that comes from, you know, whatever online shop you're ordering from, there's sort of a visceral energy around that. And with law, it's like, well, I just spent a lot of money and I got a few pieces of paper. And obviously those pieces of paper can be incredibly valuable, but you don't get that sense of, Hey, this is awesome. I got this done. And it was kind of a revelation to me because again, being in the legal profession myself, having to go through it from a client perspective and seeing what a lot of people are talking about. I'm like, yeah, I get why there's a few lawyer jokes, you know? And because again, you don't, you don't feel the love. You're like, Hey, I'm bringing you a lot of money for you to essentially do the, this work for me again, very important. But I think too, and this has been an accusation of the legal industry and certainly one that I would say, and again, I want to make it clear. I'm not going after all lawyers here. There's some that are incredible. And I, I always want to, whenever we're discussing how to, the, trials and tribulations of the legal profession. I want to make it clear that there are so many amazing lawyers out there as well. Uh, it's just as an industry as a whole, we're not doing things as well as maybe we can. And one of the things is, is that customer and consumer and client expectations are changing in the sense that lawyers sometimes will say, well, this is like, you know, it's different. It's the legal profession, but we want things yesterday and you kind of alluded to it before and you know we're used to shopping on amazon now and things like that and of course we can't close that gap all the way and i think part of our job today is managing clients expectations when they come in like oh i need this right away you're like well and we've had these types of calls where it's like there's no way we can turn that around in two days you know and we and we mm -hmm. are, are making sure that they understand that but at the same time not saying yeah we got you and then sending them an email two and a half weeks later where the person's like i thought you forgot you know we're having that uh like you said that first drink down and then moving this along as quickly as possible possible getting them into into touch with a lawyer that can help them as quickly as possible seems to really benefit and a, a lot of people and it seems like it's quite appreciated yeah for sure and and you know and i think again by no means am i slagging the legal industry i guess uh maybe i'm not jaded enough because i, I you know <laughs> i didn't have uh any previous interactions with lawyers before i joined the team but yeah that's something that i think you know lawyers in our network do really really well Agreed. um you know, service with a smile, actually listening and, and taking that time to not only listen to a client, but also help them to understand why that piece of paper that they just bought for, you know, a thousand dollars, why it's important, how it can be applied. Totally. I think, you know, not only just taking away that contract, but also understanding the power that's held within that contract. I think that's super important. And, and, you know, most lawyers, it's, they're just churning clients and they don't take that time to really help to, to educate the client, make them feel confident in, in, you know, what they just purchased. I think to me, that's, you know, we talked about levels before levels of customer service. To me, that's the next level for, you know, law firms and, and lawyers in general is that peace of mind that the clients in a way, they're also purchasing that peace of mind in addition to this, this thousand dollar contract, for example. Absolutely. Uh, so, you know, I, I encourage that when I'm talking to clients, I'm always encouraging them to, to ask the right questions, ask for a legal roadmap, if you will, help me understand my business from a lawyer's point of view. So what do I need now? What am I going to need in a month, you know, next year? 
uh, things like that. And I think when a lawyer really takes the time to sort of lay that out for a client, I, to me, that's, you know, so that's the pinnacle of, of customer experience in, in the legal industry. From what I've learned so far, you know, I'm, I'm constantly <laughs> learning myself and, and, you know, I don't, I don't think the learning ever stops, but my snapshot is certainly, it has reinforced my belief in that. Absolutely. And, and the beautiful thing about Good Lawyer right now is it's sort of self-selecting when it comes to lawyers. The ones on our platform, they get it. They understand what we're trying to do. And if they don't, they usually don't last very long, which is good for us and them because it's not a perfect fit for everyone, obviously. But that's the nice thing is that I can't speak highly enough about them. They're willing to take on from the most, you know, quote unquote, insignificant task to the biggest file. Like it's just incredible what they're doing. But I would love to hear this and I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit here. What is the ideal good lawyer customer experience? With an unlimited budget and an unlimited time here, how would you love to see this whole thing progress? Or, or do you have that vision yet? Uh, you know, I, I certainly think I have a good idea of what that vision would be. And, and really, it starts with us, with our department. You have a client that they've never had to hire a lawyer, but they have heard through their personal connections and network that they need this in order to get to this step. And so the way that I've sort of framed that in my brain is, okay, if you think of, you know, growing a business or a startup as a ladder, what's the piece that I need in order to reach that next rung? And, and, you know, that's an analogy that I'll commonly use with clients and just say, okay, so as we understand it from a base level here, this is the next rung. How do we get there? So taking the time to listen to them and really try to understand where their business is at in their own mind, and then taking that knowledge and translating it to our lawyer network. Okay, how can we help? You know, can this lawyer assist them? Is this a one-stop shop? Are there enough moving pieces here to warrant multiple conversations across different disciplines of law, uh, for example? So I think to answer your question, with unlimited budget and unlimited time, there would be, you know, that strong relationship forged from the start. And there would be a lot of time spent understanding developing rapport, building that relationship, and then taking that power and finding solutions. So I think, you know, startup life, we operate at light speed a lot of the time. But I think the ultimate goal would be to really, really slow it down and, and just, you know, take that extra five minutes, take that extra 10 minutes, and, and really dig deeper. And, you know, the only, the, the only person that's really going to benefit there is the client because they're going to feel like they were cared for. Uh, they're going to experience the level of customer service that, uh, you know, maybe they only, they've only received previously at a, you know, five-star restaurant downtown, for example. So how do we take that template and that model and apply it to the legal industry to ensure that clients are cared for, they're heard, and they have a solution that works for them that they also understand? I think understanding, understanding their solutions is, is key. And that's what, that's what brings people back and makes them feel confident. And, and then they have that peace of mind that their legal needs are taken care of and that they can climb up to that next rung with confidence. Yeah, I love that about understanding solutions. I'm writing this down again, because uh, I, I couldn't agree more that if I think what happens, unfortunately, a lot of times, and, and even within, I've seen it happen within the Good Lawyer Network, because we're, you know, we're learning too, uh, where, you know, everything's going fine. And then at the end, it almost feels like a cold experience. Uh, here's your contract, okay, bye. You know, and obviously we don't, we follow up at Good Lawyer and we try and make sure that that doesn't happen. But I, I think 100% right, just having that, okay, here's, you know, here's what I did. Here's why this is important. And having that level of understanding with the client, uh, that just goes so far. 
that just goes so far. And it's incredible that just a small little gesture like that, making sure, do you understand why we put this provision in there or whatever can turn a client from like, uh, okay, what did I just get into a raving fan? Right. So, and that's obviously mm-hmm. what we want at the end of the day is, is people happy and understanding and be like, I'm coming back because this is going to protect your business. This is going to help you grow. And uh, we want to make sure that that is being, you know, properly communicated to that client and making sure that they leave knowing that that was money well spent. But, and I kind of alluded to it there, obviously not every interaction is always positive. There's misunderstandings. Everybody's human. Uh, so, and I know that you're kind of the, the tip of the spear on this stuff. So how, I'm just kind of curious when things do go wrong, how do you approach difficult situations, potentially difficult clients? And do you agree with the adage that the customer is always right? That's an interesting question. I do believe that the customer is always right, but they are right from their own perspective. And everybody looks at different situations through their own individual lens that has been shaped by their personal experiences and their knowledge. So you know what? Yes, the customer is right in, in their point of view. So in my eyes, it's up to us to, to, to help them to change that point of view or to, or to see it a bit differently. So, and, and again, that, that ties right back into client education and client understanding. So when a client, for example, you know, they have an issue, you know, this contract I've, I've been engaged with good lawyer and, you know, one specific lawyer from the network for two weeks now, and we've come up with this contract. I don't think it fits. Well, then yes, that customer is right. They don't think it, the, the, you know, this contract fits their business and they think they've been led astray. And that's, that's a very valid feeling and, and one that needs to be addressed with a sense of urgency. I think that's paramount, but also with a certain level of knowledge. So, you know, in a situation like that, I think the first key is empathy, empathy and understanding. Okay. That, you know, this, this isn't the right fit. Why do we believe it's not the right fit? And how do we change that mentality to reassure the client that it is the right fit? And a lot of the times, you know, I'll approach situations like that and say, okay, well, the best resolution here, because, you know, I'm not going to explain that provision or that clause, the what and the why that's not my job. My job is to facilitate the understanding. And so, Typically, what I do is, is, is I'll, I'll connect that client with the lawyer again, and I'll, I'll start that conversation free of charge, and, and I'll, I'll communicate with the lawyer beforehand. I'll say, look, we, you know, there's some concerns here, uh, whether it's a lack of understanding or, or you know, maybe it is the wrong contract. Maybe, maybe the client wasn't able to clearly articulate you know, how they envision this contract being used, the what and the why. And so, yeah, you know what? That's fine. Let's get back on the phone and let's hash this out. And we'll come to a resolution. And if, you know, if there's amendments required, I'll always go that extra step uh, to help that client feel like, you know, they've, they've got something that that is valuable to them and, and that they can use to, to climb the rungs. Yeah, no, that, that's an awesome answer. I, I think you're exactly right that, again, it, it sounds to me like meeting the client where they are, trying to understand it from their perspective. Obviously, if there's uh, some information missing that we didn't properly communicating, obviously closing the loop on that. But just again, uh, it comes down to making sure that the client is in a position that they thought they would be at at the end. Is that more or less what I'm hearing? Yeah, you're exactly right. And I think, you know, I think one of my greatest, I guess, superpowers is I don't have that knowledge either. So in my eyes, it's okay, you know, client A, and I, again, we never use that term because I, <laughs> I, I do like all the time. Speak for yourself. Yeah, yeah no, I'm kidding. <laughs> okay, client A, here we go. Um, no, but in my eyes, it's okay. So this is the issue. I don't know the answers either. Let's, let's find them out together. 
So at least the client feels like, you know, even if I can't provide the, the information that they're looking for or the reassurance for that matter, we can work on the solution together. And I, and, you know, they understand that I'm just as keen to learn as they are, you know, I mean, obviously for the client, it's, it's, you know, it can be life and death, especially when it comes to the health of their business or the growth of their business. But, you know, I'm, I'm keen to learn and I have that hunger as well. So, you know, let's collaborate on this and let's find the solution or, you know, the, the right information and let's, let's do it together. And I think, I think that goes a long way for our clients because they feel like they feel like they, they are heard and that they are a big part of this process too, because the lawyer can't pick a client's brain. You know, I, I can pick a client's brain to, to a certain extent, but if all the information is not available, then yeah, maybe, maybe we're not on the right track or the right thread. So a hunger to, to, to find that out and, and, and to learn myself, I think is, is really benefited me. And then of course has benefited our clients because I'm willing to go that extra mile to learn what they need to know uh, for, for their sake, but also for my own, because I'm curious too. Absolutely. No, I love that answer. So second, last question here. Obviously we are growing as a team and we're growing quite quickly, believe it or not, even though, Good Lawyer seems like it just started yesterday. We just doubled in size over the last two months, which is a little bit mind boggling and uh, kind of the first sort of big transition that I know a lot of the original members of the team are are going through because for a long time, it was uh, a very small, tight knit group. And now all of a sudden we're getting a little bit bigger. And one of the obviously areas that will I anticipate will continue to grow is exactly what we're talking about our, our client service team and the legal concierge role and everything else so I'm curious what type of, and you obviously have a ton of experience in this what what type of characteristics do you look for in someone who can have that can deliver consistently that level of service that you obviously would expect yeah I mean that's that's a tough question I, you know short of Putting all of our uh, all of our department members through uh, you know a boot camp in a in a busy restaurant over a long weekend, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess I guess the biggest things that I look for are you know they're they're things that are that can be intangible and and they're things that maybe you, you they, they can be hard to pick up on in an interview where you know your candidate's nervous or or maybe they they think they don't have the answers or they think they need to say what they think we want to hear. Uh, for example. So in my, in my eyes, you know, and it's funny, I guess uh, I, I'm going back again here, but in my restaurant experience, you know, I've hired, you know, hundreds and hundreds of staff members. And the one thing that I always, always looked for was a, that sense of urgency. So how quickly do you operate? Uh, is your brain OCD enough that you need to, to, to <laughs> find, find the solution quickly? And, and, you know, do you take pride in your work? And, and that can be very hard to, to disseminate from an initial interview uh, for, for a number of reasons. But one of my favorite interview questions, and, and this one I, you know, I always ask, is uh, did you have a pet growing up? If, if the answer is yes, okay, so what were your roles and responsibilities when it came to caring for this animal? Or uh, another question that I would always ask is, is, tell me about the chores that you had growing up. And that, that would usually give you, you know, it's never the full picture. Um, and, you know, I won't profess that it is, but finding out how someone was raised and getting, getting even the tiniest little window into how someone was raised can really give you the clues into how they're going to conduct themselves in a new position. And, and then it'll give you a little bit of insight into that sense of urgency that they bring, hmm. you know, and, and quite often 
and again, you know, this, you know, this is something that I learned through, you know, hundreds and hundreds of employee interactions and, and things like that over the years. But the employees that, that grew up with chores, they had, you know, they had structure in their youth and they, they had those chores and they had responsibilities surrounding the family dog or whatever the case was. Those employees bring a certain, call it a second gear especially when things get tough, they know what has to be done. You know, they're, they're, they're calm and collected, but they, they bring that sense of urgency and that work ethic, which, which I, in my eyes, nothing translates better. It's never the full picture, but it, it does give you some insight into how they're going to handle themselves and how they're going to conduct their work uh, with pride, with urgency and, and with a real sense of care. Amazing. Yeah, no, that uh, I, I really like that question actually, because you're right. A lot of people can kill interviews, but it, it means that they're good at interviews, not necessarily that they're good at the client experience and, and moving quickly when you need to and not having those meltdowns. And because again, I, I know firsthand that this job already brings with it quite a bit of pressure. You know, you got to get things, there's usually a, a fire or two burning. And if you aren't organized, if you don't have that sense of urgency, if, if you are prone to uh, not being able to handle a bit of pressure, obviously it can unravel for you pretty quick. And uh, certainly as we grow, I, I know that those or what you just articulated there will be characteristics that we certainly look for 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 new team members so if if you're listening to this at a later date and uh have an interview with one of us coming up <laughs> there you go there's the playbook yeah if you if you didn't have chores as a, as a child you better make some up like, make I some guess. up yeah go build a deck <laughs> or something Get, show us uh yeah show us your character <laughs> yeah yeah exactly you know and but you you nailed it that's super important because uh, how are these people going to handle themselves when when the going gets tough? And and you can it's so difficult to glean that that insight from from one simple interview. So yeah, no question, no question. So last question I have for you here: any resources that you have found uh, helpful along your path that you think might be helpful for others? And this doesn't have to be necessarily in the client and customer success area. Just things that have helped you uh, get to where you are. Obviously, you're an incredibly driven human and. and incredibly valuable member of our team. So yeah, just anything that you'd like to share there that have helped you on your journey that uh, can benefit others? Uh, fail. You know, I, I, I believe that's a, a very uh, common uh, tech quote, fail early, fail often. But failing, failing is great. You know, I think um, it, it teaches you humility and, and how to be humble. And it, it shows you what you don't know. And when you don't know something, but you're willing to to take those extra steps to to find the answer or or to grow into that position or into that you know that depth of knowledge i think it goes back to what you said character and obviously you know this the second key tool would be to have have a strong team around you you know i've i've learned so so much from you uh in our time working together and you know our company i think is truly blessed because we have so many leaders uh, with so many different specialties and communication, I think is the key there because without that, this machine would not, would not turn the gears wouldn't turn and, and we wouldn't be able to find those, those second gears. So yeah, I think communication, uh, strong team and, and humility, you know, don't be afraid of what you don't know, but be hungry, hungry to learn. I, I love that the, the, you know, you are going to fail. Things are going to happen. In fact, it happened to me this week. And I'll, I'll just tell a, a quick story there. I, and I have no idea how to this, 
day. I have no idea how this happened, but I missed a call. It was in my calendar. Uh, I noted it and I missed it. And I don't know how it happened. It was human error, completely my bad. And, you know, I was beating myself up a little bit about it uh, afterwards as a little embarrassed and which is not always the worst thing because what it forced me to do is take corrective action. And I have now a new system in place to ensure that that doesn't happen again. And, but that's the thing, you know, is if you can find when you do make those mistakes, mistakes are only stupid if you repeat them on an ongoing basis, you know, if you can figure out any, it shows you a hole in your system or something that you need to correct. I think they can be some of the most valuable things that can happen to you, frankly, and they can allow you to build that base to get to the next level. And frankly, without failure, you know, I, I don't think you can get there, which is a bit of a, a dichotomy, but uh, something I truly believe, but yeah, no, great. I love that answer. And any, any podcasts that you normally listen to any books that you're reading, what, uh, what, how, how do you feel that big, beautiful mind of yours full of all this information? information? Uh, I do a lot of reading. I, um, I, you know, I've, I've always struggled to get into podcasts. So now, you know, I guess now that, now that we've recorded one, I think, uh, I think I probably, (laughs) yeah, you better listen to this one. (laughs) (laughs) I guess I should. Yeah. I can hear myself ramble. No, I, you know, I, I think, uh, reading, reading is, is constant for me. And I, and I think, you know, over the last year, just, you know, reading about law, you know, Google has been my absolute friend. I have a million tabs open on my computer, but Google is always one of them. Because as soon as, you know, I have a client that, that, you know, throws a term at me that I'm not familiar with, or a lawyer does the same, I'm going straight to Google. Because, you know, <laughs> when, 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 you're, when you're sort of that jack of all trades mentality, you have to understand what you don't know. And taking shots in the dark, again, you know, that's, that's failure, and you're going to learn from it. But I, I try to stay ahead of the curve as much mm-hmm. as I can. So, so, you know, Google has been probably my best friend over, over, you know, my time at Good Lawyer, because I'm learning so much, oh, you know, this term means that, but it also can mean this and, right. and, and things like that, right? And my biggest fear is, is sounding like I'm not the authority, or, you know, I don't have the answers, uh, even though I make that clear, right? So a constant desire to learn and, and to, to, to understand better what, you know, your clients are looking for, uh, what the lawyers in our network require, what they need, how I can benefit them. That constant thirst for knowledge, I think, is, you know, another pillar of mine that uh, has gotten me this far. And, uh, you know, if it's if it's not broken, don't fix it. So uh, amazing. Yeah. And I, uh, I I definitely think that sense of curiosity and that desire to continually learn is, is huge. Like even for me uh, as a lawyer, I'm, I'm constantly just like you Googling things, being like, ah, just make sure I know what I'm talking about on this issue. And uh, uh, yeah, totally helpful. But uh, and I'll just throw one one actual podcast out there for anyone who's interested in this type of thing. It's uh, a podcast called Invest Like the Best, and it's episode two hundred three with I believe you, his name is Danny Mayer, and he is uh, he runs a bunch of restaurants in New York actually, and one of his chains is Shake Shack, who some of you may have visited. It's delicious, uh, kind of gourmet, I guess, or higher class burger joint kind of thing anyway he just a fascinating gentleman i've heard him on a few different podcasts and he talks about this what we've been chatting about today about hospitality and just the importance of it and i think it just would really resonate if this is speaking to you uh and i encourage you to go check it out obviously we'll throw that in the show notes but uh tay it's saturday 
you work hard all the damn time. So I want to make sure that you actually have uh, some time to go bike riding or whatever it is you do in your, your downtime. Maybe you're just like Batman and sleep upside down and wait for, for the next call to come in. I don't know, but uh, uh, I appreciate <laughs> you taking the time here and, uh, and, and coming on the show and yeah, it's been a pleasure working with you. Love learning from you and uh, yeah, can't wait to keep working with you, buddy. Yeah, likewise, Matt. Uh, you know, you're the you're the yin to my yang, I suppose. Um, so, you know, without you, I think you know, I my my, my knowledge level would be uh, would be delayed by by several months. So, kudos to you, and and thanks for your patience. And uh, and yeah, I think you know, there's a lot of good things ahead for not only our department but but our company as well. So, I'm sure I can find a few emails to send if I try right now. <laughs> yeah, they never stop. Never stop. No, they don't. <laughs> thanks again so much, Tay. Excellent. Okay. Thanks, Matt. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to check out goodlawyer.ca slash podcast, where you'll find every episode along with the show notes and resources. You can also sign up for Good Lawyer's newsletter that keeps you up to date on all the info and tools you need to turn your business into a rocket ship. Until next time, we hope you have a great week.